sisters, at this moment, we are not too far off from the end of our current liturgical year and the beginning of a new one with the start of Advent. Yes, the first Sunday of Advent is just a couple weeks away. And as we lead up to it, we are invited to open our ears, our minds, our hearts to the last things. Death, judgment, hell, heaven, the second coming of our blessed Lord Jesus. And of course, the end of the world. Yes, always the delightful topic of the end of the world. It's not about if, it's just a question of when. By faith, we know that one day everything on this earthly plane will be no more. And though many have tried to predict the end, when the end of the world will be in the second coming of our Lord, we truly cannot ever pinpoint the when with, with any precision. We just don't know. In our gospel today, Jesus himself, he says, about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Yes, only the Father knows, and that's okay that he's the only one that knows. What matters to us, what matters today, is that encounter that takes place at the present moment. That should always be our chief concern, to encounter our Lord in the present moment as we look forward with hope, not with dread, but with hope to the future. Our Holy Father, Pope Francis, he teaches us, he says, our final goal is the encounter with the risen Lord. That is our goal, the encounter. We do not await a time or place, but we are going to encounter a person, Jesus. And then Pope Francis draws our focus to the current moment. We are called to live, he says. We are called to live the present, building our future with serenity and trust in God. The Lord Jesus is not only the destination of our earthly pilgrimage, but also a constant presence in our lives. He is also beside us. He always accompanies. That's why, concludes Pope Francis, that's why when we speak of the future and project ourselves toward it, it is always in order to lead us back to the present. I love this. Again, when we speak of the future and project ourselves toward it, it is always in order to lead us back to the present, says Pope Francis. Friends, right now matters. Right now, the present moment, our present time in the world and what we do with it, it matters so much. And yeah, sure, the time of right now, it's easy to take for granted, but it would be so worth our while to appreciate again the value of it, our present time in history, the choices that we can make, the people we get to stand up for, to pray for, to offer charity to, and most importantly, our Lord, our blessed Lord, who presently waits for us to draw close, to encounter him. It all matters greatly. Friends, speaking of the value of the present moment and intentionally making that effort to draw close to Jesus and proceeding with hope, I'd like to share with you a story about a man, a remarkable man that I befriended a number of years ago. Carlos is his name. He has a young family. 
And Carlos originally hails from South America, and he's been living and thriving in Abbotsford uh, for close to two decades now as a marketing strategist and as a very devout Christian. But back in the year 2012, life got very, very scary for Carlos and his family. At that time, Carlos's wife urged him to go see their family doctor to get a full physical examination. And this included uh, a whole battery of, of, of blood tests. At a day goes by after the exam, and Carlos gets a call from his doctor's secretary saying that he needs to return uh, ASAP. So Carlos he ca cancels all his appointments, goes back to the doctor's office, and his doctor explains that the results of his blood test are extremely concerning. So the doctor requests that Carlos goes through a second round of blood tests just to rule out human error. So there's Carlos and his wife, both very distressed. Carlos goes through the second round of blood tests, and the results come back exactly the same. And he goes to a specialist, and again, he gets this news, and he gets this news that he has a very rare form of leukemia, blood cancer. Carlos, this young father and husband, he was told that his bone marrow was overproducing platelets. His number of platelets were about seven times higher than the regular amount a, a, a body ought to produce. And so the doctor explained that sadly there was also no procedure that could help, neither a bone marrow transplant or radiation therapy or any other procedure was on the table. And followed by this news, Carlos was informed that he would most likely die of a massive stroke or heart attack or embolism in the lungs brought on by severe blood clotting. It was only a matter of time before his platelets aggregated to trigger certain death. And the doctors relayed to Carlos that he probably didn't have too much time to live. Carlos, he described that it felt like the doors of science, the doors of medicine, were being completely closed. And he's certainly not anti-science, but the only thing at the time that Carlos and his family could hold on to was their faith, their faith in God. And so this is what happens, brothers and sisters. In October of 2012, Carlos, still not dead yet, he develops Bell's palsy. He loses most of his muscle control in the right side, right side of his face. And talk about life being truly stranger than fiction. Here's a distressing situation getting even worse. Here's Carlos with young family to support. His days are being seriously numbered. Now he can barely function at work to verbally communicate because of his Bell's palsy. And so get this, Carlos, he hears about a charismatic healing service that's being held down in Redding, California. His wife and friends are urging him to go. Carlos, he reluctantly goes. He gets on a plane, heads down to California with a couple friends, and he describes being at this rockin' praise and worship environment in this mammoth church and feeling extremely depressed. For a full hour, Carlos felt it was frustrating to be there because he couldn't, in his mind, adequately participate. 
because of his Bell's palsy, he couldn't really move his mouth, he couldn't sing, he couldn't smile. And Carlos, he describes sitting down, eventually in the pew, deflated. And then, then hearing our Lord speak to him, saying, Carlos, you don't need to try so hard. I know your smile. I know it better than you do. And so at this point, Carlos was a little more at peace. He could relax a bit. Then he started to, to sing a little bit, and he could, he could smile with a half smile. And then another 30 minutes go by, and three people, three strangers from the congregation come over. One of them taps Carlos on the shoulder and says, hey, we felt we needed to come over, and we felt we were called to pray for you. And after he gives them his permission, they, they lay their hands on his shoulders and he describes it was just a couple of minutes as these strangers were praying over Carlos, he described this feeling, this very warm sensation coming down from his legs up through his torso and into his face. And he describes that it kind of felt like ants crawling underneath his skin. And then he describes a sensation of what felt like strings being snipped right over his right eyebrow. And when that happened, his whole body physically jolted and got the attention of, uh, of his friends he was traveling with. And his friends asked, Carlos, are you okay? And he replied, yeah, yeah, I think I'm okay. And then they looked at him and they said, Carlos, you're blinking. And then they said, Carlos, you're smiling. And he couldn't believe it. And so Carlos gets up, runs to the washroom, runs to the, the mirror in front of one of the sinks, and he sees his face transformed. He could see his full smile and his, both of his eyes blinking. His muscle control was back on both sides of his face. And so he falls on his knee, knees right there in that washroom, giving thanks to God. And so this Bell's palsy just vanishes. And he gets back home, and his doctors are just completely baffled. There's no natural explanation. His Bell's palsy had completely disappeared. But here's the thing. His rare blood cancer remained. And now, almost a full decade later, Carlos still isn't dead yet. In fact, he's still thriving. This man with a terminal illness is thriving. And why? Because he counts every day, every day, as a gift from God. He says that any day could be his last. And folks, that is true whether we have a rare form of blood cancer or if we are completely healthy. He says every day could be his last. And instead of walking around with a dark cloud hanging over his head, Carlos, he joyously seizes the day. He joyously proceeds with hope, seizing the day. Carlos is hands down one of the most joy-filled people I have ever met. And never once is he cursing God, saying, why aren't you removing this rare blood cancer? No, healing, as good as, good as healing is, it's far less important than growing in relationship with God, encountering him, trusting him prayerfully, faithfully drawn close to him, 
giving thanks for the time that we've been given. That's the life. That's the life we are called to, no matter what cross that we've been asked to bear. And here's Carlos seeing, really seeing his specific cross as his gateway through which he can draw ever closer to Jesus. It's Carlos's avenue to heaven. And friends, the question is, what is yours? What is ours? And another question is, can we, like Carlos, also joyously seize the day that we've been gifted with? Yes, yes, we can. Friends, I'd, I'd just like to conclude, I'd like to leave you with one of Carlos's favorite passages from sacred scripture, and it comes from chapter 3 of the book of Proverbs. And this is how it goes, verses 5 to 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Our Lady of Perpetual Help, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. And may the souls of all our faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen.